What up, Brawlers? Welcome back to Throwing Hands. It's me. It's Breck. We're here to review UFC 271. First review in a while, Breck, but what we th- initial thoughts on this card? Really great card. Um, going into it, I think people thought it could have been a good card, but I think it exceeded expectations. Oh, I completely agree. It exceeded every expectation I set for it, to be honest. But let's get into the uh, prelims a little bit. Uh, there's one early prelim I want to talk about. Well, Blood Diamond. I mean, he got subbed pretty quickly, but Douglas Silva Dondrage is a savage. Yeah, that was a great fight. That dude hit so hard. He it looks like he it looked like he put no effort into that punch that he that he made uh, to knock him down for the last time. Yeah, and he was uh, getting beat up pretty bad in that first round. A lot of blood. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was getting beat up. He that cut was nasty. That was a nasty cut. And then whatever adjustments he made between the rounds worked and he got the sub. Yeah, definitely. Crazy. Um, crazy. Crazy. Um, we're not gonna talk about Olberg Charant, but boring. One of the worst fights I've ever seen. All right, compared to Rakic uh Santos, where is it? What's what's it compared? Worse than that. Rakic Santos like was better. That that says a lot. Yeah. But one guy you showed out was Kyler Phillips, I think. He yeah. looked phenomenal. I mean, that he could have subbed him with the triangle or the arm bar. Yeah. It was this 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 band and weight division is so stacked. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. His uh leg kicks were nasty too. That's I don't know if you saw the slow-mo of one of his leg kicks hitting Rojo and Rojo's like muscle like moving. Oh, it was nasty. Kyle Phillips is really good. Um, uh, did you notice towards the third round, he was getting pretty tired. Like, it seemed like his cardio was going there. Yeah. So it's good that he he probably knew that, and that's why he went for the sub. Yeah. So maybe that's something he's got to work on in the future. But, I mean, he's 26, and he's pretty good. Like he's he's yeah. probably going to be in the top of the division within, a, you know, what, two or three years? Yeah. And Marcelo Rojo's no joke. That's the thing. Uh, tough guy, dude. Super tough. Yeah, he's he's nuts. I mean, like, I mean, let's say Marcelo Rojo is probably 30, 35 in that division. Like, if we had a big 40 person ranking, mm-hmm. but uh, it's insane, man. It's just the level of talent in this division. But speaking of talent, Casey O'Neill, man, I know Roxanne Mataferi, you know, retirement fight, she'd fought like 50 times, if I'm not mistaken. Excuse me, but. Casey's a beast, man. I think she could be the future of this division. What do you think? I agree. Um, a lot of people uh, will talk about the post-fight interview with Casey O'Neill, but she she dominated this fight. I mean, Mataferi, I think, said she thought she won. I was just maybe because of the takedowns. I don't think she said that. I know one judge thought she won, which is one beyond – that's where I was getting that, which is unreal. But um, we, we, we could talk later. Like, just the state of judging in the UFC, dude. Like, they need to somehow new judges. Yeah, we'll, in. we'll talk about that after we get through the fights. Um, but yeah, Casey O'Neill looks good. You would think she would have looked a little better though, considering you're fighting an opponent like twice your age who's in a retirement fight, essentially. You know? Yeah, but at the same time, Montefiore put everything out there, man. I gotta respect her for that. Yeah. But I, we got to talk about women's MMA would be not nearly where it is without Mata Ferry. Yeah, she's one of the early trailblazers of of the women's division. Uh, so, like, good career. Nothing to be ashamed of by any means. No. But uh, she, 
Casey O'Neill's post-fight interview was was great. I loved it. It was savage. You guys need to stop booing me. I mean, I understand it's a retirement fight, but like she's like she basically said, "I'm the man." <laughs> yeah, she did an Al Al Ayakinta. You know, she did the boo me, f you. You know, like, yeah, it was phenomenal. So something that's phenomenal, Andre Arlovski versus Jared Vandera. I I do believe Andre won this fight. Like what? Whatever Andre landed, it was pretty hard. Yeah, it, it seemed to be. Um, Vandera was landing more, but not, he wasn't touching him that much. Like it was just soft shots that seemed to be landing. Like you said, Orlovsky was landing power shots more. So I guess that's where the judges took that one into account. Like he did more damage because you look at the numbers and you're like, Oh, how did Jared not win? But yeah, it was, but dude, Andre Orlovsky's won like five of his last six. Yeah. It's crazy. It's getting mid forties now. I mean, title run, title run. No. <laughs> I mean, we saw when he fought Tom, As- Tom Aspinall. It was over in like 10 seconds. Dude, that, that fight, that, that London card's in one month. Yeah. It's exciting. Um, let, let's head to the rankings for heavyweight. I say he fights uh, somebody in the top 15 next. Augusta Sakai? Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Um Walt Harris. Didn't he fight Walt Harris recently? He got knocked out by Walt Harris. Yeah, so that's a see like unranked heavyweights, he's gonna do fine against. It's just I don't know, man. I think it's crazy how Andre Arlovsky won the championship like 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. And he's balling right now, man. Maybe uh Pavlovich. Pavlovich, yeah. I'd be uh, game. He should fight somebody ranked next. That's my opinion. Um uh, Breck, I'm going to let you take Bobby Green hack Prass away because you sent me the text, and I know you love this guy. I Bobby Green is – he's cut from the same cloth that, like, the Diaz brothers are, where when you watch them, it's so entertaining because it's like if somebody was fighting in your backyard. Like, if you had, like, a boxing match in your backyard with friends or something, this is how these guys fight. It's unbelievable. He landed the most – Significant strikes in a three-round lightweight fight ever, I believe, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. If it went five, I mean, he's probably landing over 300 strikes. That's insane. Um, Nasrat is really tough, but he just kept trying to hit that giant overhand, you know, that overhand left, the, the handle. He landed bomb. a couple times. He landed a couple times, but Bobby Green's boxing is too smooth for him to be, you know, his head movement was too on point. And he just kept peppering him, dude, up the up the middle too. Unbelievable fight! I absolutely loved how this fight started with the the talking back and forth, and then yeah, and then they stood at the end of round two and they pointed to the ground like we'll meet over here and fight. It was so good, dude. Like uh, I'm looking at the set record for most significant strikes landed in a three round bout, and yeah, in UFC lightweight history. Damn, man, it's crazy. Bobby uh-huh. Green is so good, dude. Like, you and me both agree that we think he beat Rafael Fazeev in his last yeah his last fight. Well, well, Bobby Green set the significant strike record total in history for the lightweight division. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that's the record he broke, but I'm sure he's very close to breaking that three round record. I think Nate Diaz has that record actually. He could in one of those that Connor fight that went five rounds maybe, but um in a three round fight. I mean, but anyway. But what, what amazed me about Bobby Green was he, he'd pop out that jab and followed up like four or five punches to the body, head. Yeah. Like he, he was just, he was flowing. He was feeling it. And, and Hack Press is a tough out, man. Oh, yeah. He, he's not, I mean, he's, he's Walmart Kelvin Gaston. Dude, dude got a granite chin. I was, I was shocked. Like I was genuinely surprised at this Bobby Green performance. And he thing. took it on short notice. He took it on short notice. He's so he's so good, dude. Like, I had a friend watching who was like, "Dude, that's Kelvin Gaslam, right?" I was like, "No," I had to explain <laughs> to him that that wasn't Kelvin Gaslam. But um, I would love to see him get a ranked opponent next, dude. Like, we think. That Let's take a look at the rankings. You, like, so if he did that well against Lee, who's ranked eleven now, like, why is, give him a t- give him a twelve through fifteen guy? I say give him, him Gamrot. Give him Gamrot. Dude, Brad, Gamrot's a Brad Riddell versus Bobby Green would be a really fun fight. Yeah. 
Brad, oh my gosh, dude. Brad Riddell, you're right, man. Brad Riddell, Bobby Green. Book it. What a fight. Or or Gamrot. Like, Gamrot's a beast, man. Yeah, and I think even if he loses those fights, I think he holds his own in those fights. He's such a crafty veteran, you know? Or, or Greg Gillespie, why not? I would like to see it, but not a great matchup for Bobby Green in the wrestling department. You know, Gregor's a good wrestler. That's true, but man, dude, he's exciting. I think we should watch out for him in this division, man. He can make some, he can make some headway. I mean, in terms of his age and his fight experience, like if he does, this is his last type of run. Yeah. Like he's been in the game for so long and he used to, I'm pretty sure he used to be ranked back in the day. He's fought, I think Poirier back in the day. Yeah, so. he, he fought Poirier. I think he was top 10 at one point. But um, when the lightweight division was – remember when the lightweight division was terrible? Yeah. So it's hilarious. That it's, it used to be like one of the worst divisions, and now it's the best. But um, I'm crazy. Just happy to see him doing well too, you know? Yeah. Somebody's not been doing well lately is Alexander Hernandez. Ever, ever since he just started talking crap, dude, it's been bad. Yeah, his last fight he won, and I thought going into this one, it would give him the confidence to go out there and do it again, but Hanato Moicano. Uh, he's a big lightweight. He's a big lightweight. He took advantage of his reach, and he got it to the ground, and when a Brazilian gets you to the ground, spells disaster. Spells we, disaster. That's what we saw. And – Hanato Morcano was at featherweight. That's what blows my mind. He's a yeah. huge feather. He's a huge lightweight at that. Yeah. But, man, I was impressed. I don't think anybody – there, there must be some out there, but not many Alexander Hernandez fans. No. Ever since he trash-talked Cowboy and then Cowboy knocked him out. Yeah. So, but good for Morcano. I think this division suits him better. He doesn't have to cut as much. Yeah, good grappler too. Good grappler. He's great on the ground. Um, if he can get it to the ground, you know, he could he could do some damage in the division. But yeah, he, he could on the, on the feet, he's not the best. Yeah, he, he runs into people that are good on on both like like Gamrot or Saruki, and he's gonna have tough problems. But dude, if if he could find a way to take it down early, he has a good he has a good uh, place in the division. Yeah, I would agree. All right. The killer gorilla, man. Knocked Derek Brunson out. Let's um, take a moment of silence for Blonde Brunson. It was a good run. Six fights, man. Six fights. It was a good run. My friend was telling me before the fight, and I, I agreed with him. I was like, Brunson's fought good people. But... Like, he fought his what was his last fight? Till. Yeah. He fought probably an injured Till, who wasn't in the best you know best version of Darren Till. Yeah. And before that, his you know his wins aren't over the best guys. And I just thought Cannoneer's so big. And I mean, he was a heavyweight for crying out yeah. loud. And the thing is, Brunson on the feet is okay, but he wants to get get it to the ground with his wrestling and he got a few takedowns but the problem was is he used so much energy dude 13 takedown attempts he was spamming takedowns dude like if he's just stayed a little more calm and struck it out a little bit and then mixed in the takedowns when there was leg kicks and stuff he he had a better chance of winning this fight he just gassed himself out dude and the cannoneer is such a beast like when Cannonier got taken down, I don't know how you felt. I didn't feel like he was in danger. Was no. Like, so strong. He'll get up. He'll use the cage. And that's what he did. He used the cage effectively. He got up every time. And then Brunson ends up on his back, and it, and it spells disaster. And Brutal knockout. Brutal. Dude, that, that uh, back fist Cannonier threw was pretty gnarly. Yeah. And when he started you know, landing the combinations, getting Brunson hurt – Brunson did not look right the whole second round. Like when he stepped off the stool, something was up. Yeah. I mean, I think he gassed himself out so much in that first. Yeah. No excuses by any means. And then uh, I got to give this to Derek Brunson's uh, corner. Credit for them throwing the towel in, man. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Great decision. 
great. Like, I, I bet you they were trying to scramble for the towel when he was stumbling backwards. Like, yeah, they were probably thinking right there. And that's because, dude, that first elbow he took was brutal. And then the second one, his head hit the canvas so hard in the slow-mo of it, if you see it, it's nasty. Yeah. Uh, he see probably the towel fly in. He was, like, knocked out, but not, like, fully knocked out. And he still had a little consciousness. You could see after that second elbow – it's good they threw in the towel because he easily could have taken another couple of shots there. Yeah, I mean, cr- credit to that corner, man. That's that's not an easy decision to make. No, no, and I don't think he'll be mad at them like uh, Deontay Wilder was, you know. Yeah, he fired his whole camp. I think he'll be appreciative of them, you know. In in his later years, he'll be he'll be happy about it. Yeah, I mean, when I saw that, I'm like, you know what? Great decision. You don't see that often. All right, let, let's talk about what's next for these guys. We know Cannonier got Izzy next, right? That's got to be the next title fight, right? Like, yeah, it has to be June. It has to be. I think Izzy wants it too. But Cannonier said his la- his next fight's his last fight. What should we do? Cannonier said the retirement. No, no, no. Brunson, Brunson, Mark Brunson. Oh, Brunson. Um, Hermanson. I was gonna say Hermanson. They're both coming off losses. Wrestlers be a good um. It would be a good one. Gastelum, why not? <laughs> Strickland or Gastelum, yeah. But he, it's, it's not like he can have a good return fight, like a last two rock, because, you know, it's not like he's fighting for the title next, you know? No. I don't know how you feel. This was To me, this was Brunson's chance for the title. Yeah, this should be his last fight. The next fight does nothing. Yeah, I don't know. He would have to go on another three or four fight win streak. Yeah, but... Man, you gotta give it to Blonde Brunson. One of the last strike force guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. I mean, no, it was crazy. It's so the, the middleweight division is it's crazy, dude. Because like, who the top guys? Like, who are they gonna fight? They've all essentially fought each other, yeah. except Andrew and Izzy, which is next. But like, 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 and also, like Darren Till almost beat Robert Whitaker. Yeah. Like, like that. I think one through eight, anybody can beat anyone on every any given day. Yeah. Um. But let's let, let's get to this heavyweight slugfest. What a fight, dude! I thought Tui Vasa was out of the fight when Derek Lewis had him up against the cage and, and he was landing those those hammer fists. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was uh the watch party that I was watching with this. We all bet on tied to Ivasa right before the fight where like we think everybody was like so nervous because it was like Derek Lewis is obviously like probably gonna knock him out but like we just want to see a shoey so badly and when those fists were happening like everybody was so like dead silent they're like oh this it's over and then when he survived it was like it was shock because it's got to be that Samoan chin dude how did how did he survive he took well, like he took like eight shots yeah consecutively he said he said I fought. I I was Mark Hunt's punching bag for years. He, he dude, it's he's like he is the new Mark Hunt. It's crazy. And Derek had him hurt like three times. Yeah. And Derek he, tried to capitalize on it, but when he came in to capitalize it, Tui Vasa just made it first round. Um, utilized wrestling really well. Dude, his fun. wrestling was great. It was good. Yeah, he showed some good wrestling. He almost knocked him, almost like finished him a couple times. So going into round two, you're like, oh, this is going to be over quick. But it seems like that wrestling um, winded him a little bit and set him up to be hit later, which credit to Tui Vasa, dude. Not many people want to go into a firefight with Derek Lewis. And Hell he, no. there was a standing and swinging. Against swinging the- and banging. And then they weren't landing much. But when Tui Vasa landed, one of like, it just seemed like all the energy got drained out of Lewis yeah. and he kept stumbling, throwing punches. Yeah. I remember Tui Vasa landed a right hand and then Derek Lewis clinched up. And then that's yeah. when Tui Vasa started throwing some short elbows and then short elbows and then the short elbow to, to knock him out. That was crazy watching Derek Lewis get flatlined. Yeah. When he clinched up, I thought Lewis was going to wrestle him. And then the rest of the round would have been them both recovering. I didn't think Derek Lewis was that badly hurt where it was just a short elbow. It wasn't even that much power in that elbow strike that he threw. Like, I mean, he was already hurt by two other strikes. So that, that explains it to me. 
Yeah, and just him falling slow motion was was unbelievable. It was like it was out of a movie almost. Like, like I think he was conscious going down. Yeah, but like like I he like went unconscious mid fall. You could tell he was reaching out his arms. Yeah, and then was, he went unconscious mid fall. It was crazy, man, dude. Wh- wh- who does Tuivasa fight next? I think the winner of Blades and uh, Dacus. I was thinking that. Cyril gone, maybe. Oh my gosh, please, please. I think he goes to Ivasa, goes from 11 to top five easily. Oh, yeah. Volkov makes some. Volkov's fighting Aspinall. Oh, that's right. He's fighting Aspinall. I think Aspinall takes it, man. I was going to say maybe Stipe. It's got, honestly, it's got to be the winner of Blades, Dawkins, or Stipe gone because. Or, or, I mean, Stipe's probably going to fight Jones. Yeah, that's well. That's that's the thing we don't know. Um, he's he's really making a run here, Tuivasa. It's crazy. Imagine if he takes the belt. I would love it. Now I'll say this: I don't think he's beating John Jones. No, no, dude, John. I don't see anybody. Curtis Blades isn't a great matchup for him either, to be honest. No, because Curtis Blades is going to wrestle him. Yeah. Uh, where does Derek Lewis go, man? Rosenstrike? Um, that's that's the only thing I can think of. I don't know. It's tough. Retire? I mean, he's done everything. You know what I mean? Like he's fought for belts. But here's the thing: I think he can still get back up there. I, I think that was it. I think that was his last top, being a top guy moment there. Um. Rosenstroik, um, I don't know. I really don't know. It's sad, man. I, I love Derek Lewis. Yeah, I hated to see one of them lose, but I wanted Tuivasa win more. I mean, Chewy. Eric Lewis also has had his time. It's time for the new guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, Derek Lewis is only 37, so I think – I'll say this. If he loses one of his last two fights, then it's over. Of yeah. his next two, rather. Then it's over. Yeah, I'll say that, but I think there's still a little bit left in the tank. All right, let's talk about this main event, man. Okay, you and I saw two completely different fights. I'll tell I'll tell them what I saw, then you can tell the people what you saw. What I saw was an extremely competitive matchup, in which is in which Israel Adesanya definitely won rounds one and three, and Robert Whitaker definitely won won rounds two and five. I thought the fourth round was a toss up, therefore it wasn't a robbery. Personally. I think Robbie took it, and I think a lot of people agree with me. Breck, what were your thoughts? I think you're in the minority. Israel Adesanya dominated this fight. If you, look, if you want to go to the strike numbers, don't look at those takedown numbers. Everybody keeps – all these Rob fans keep citing these takedowns like they actually did something. Every single takedown Rob got, Izzy was up within 10 seconds. He, Rob did absolutely nothing with the takedowns. The only moment of danger in the entire fight – was when Rob got Izzy's back, and then you would agree with the, Rob made such a dumb decision to let go of that of that choke. That was that he had a really good position for that choke, and he let go of it too quick. You would agree with that, right? I agree. But dude, I get why people are saying Izzy's boring. But dude, there was not a single moment of danger besides that rear naked choke, and he Izzy just got him off. Like he outstruck him in every single way possible destroyed that front leg that front leg was so chewed up all rob did was throw overhand lefts uh, a jab and then an overhand left behind it didn't really utilize his right hand at all like i just didn't see any moments and the thing is it's like when you when you are fighting for the title especially in the judge's eyes you have to take the belt from the champion if you're going to win on the scorecards like rob even said after the fight he lost like he didn't do enough to convince uh, he didn't do enough to convince anybody that he won this fight. You know what I mean? Convinced me. <laughs> and he convinced a lot of people. Uh, that's all I see on Twitter. Now I'm not, I'm not saying is he uh, uh, Rob got robbed. No, he didn't get robbed. Yeah. Dude, half the, all those people you see are saying he got robbed. It, the, it's the Whitaker fans are so angry that he's lost twice now to Izzy. Like, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I love Rob. I'm sure you love Rob. Yes. But at the same time, he didn't get 
it wasn't a robbery. Are you guys blind? That fourth round was could go either way. It wasn't a robbery. If you think this fight was a robbery, like what are you watching? Yeah, what are it, you watching? And it, I thought it was close. It wasn't a robbery. It could have gone either way, in my opinion. But if you think it's a robbery, you you're either a filthy casual, yeah, you, you just love Rob so much, and you need to learn a bit, little bit more about the sport because. It wasn't a robbery. It was a close decision. And is he won the fight? I'll, he won the fight. I'm sorry. I think Rob won, but I can't argue with the decision. Davis and Figueredo, Brandon Moreno, three. That is a super f- close fight that could go either way. And then you could argue that it was a robbery one way or the other. Like, it was so – you would agree. It was so close. Great fight. Great fight. It, it, that fight was way closer than this fight, in my opinion. Like – you could, you could, I could see where you're saying this is close, but you would like Whitaker just didn't do enough. He didn't, he didn't utilize his wrestling enough. He, he, he uh, I agree with you in that sense. I think, do I think he won the fight? Yes, I'll say I think he won the fight. Was it a robbery? No, not by any stretch of the a rob. I can't think of a robbery. Like, what's a what's a blatant robbery that you can think of? Uh, probably Jose Aldo, uh, like three or four fights ago. Who did he fight? Right, Piotr Jan. Yeah, no. Um. Um. Uh, oh, who's the guy? Oh, he, he keeps getting the crap. Who? Who? Um. Rob fought. Marlon Marais. Marlon Marais. People think that that was a big robbery, and that's essentially. I mean, the UFC agreed with it because they essentially gave the Aldo coming off a loss a title shot next. That's an example of where you could cite like a robbery in a fight. There's yeah. Throughout history, we it would take too long to go through. But I bet Rob would agree. Don't let it go to the judges. But that's the, that's the point. Why let it get to the judges, dude? If you think you won the fight, you should have finished it. Like, like, like Rob had that body triangle on his back. He could have kept working submissions. He could have kept working submissions, dude. He could have could just hopped off and just dragged him to the ground again. Yes, exactly. Or knock him out. Take the belt. To do more with your striking. He he got his leg chewed up so badly that. He just kept doing the same moves over and over again. I just never felt in that fight once outside the rear naked choke that Izzy was ever in danger on the feet. Getting- uh, yeah, I never felt got, Robert had, was in danger outside fight. of that jab. <laughs> yeah, he got dropped with that jab. Izzy probably should have followed up better than that. Um, I don't. I, th- I mean, that's dangerous to do against Robert Whitaker if you think that's about true. it. Also, Izzy, the rest of the fight, didn't throw that straight jab down the middle like he only threw it a couple more times it's like maybe you should have thrown that more if you dropped him with it you know what i mean yeah i, I want I, I want to talk to you about what michael chandler said about izzy what do you think oh for reference guys michael chandler basically said i thought you're supposed to show out getting all this new money yet all you did was spar i understand that because chandler prides himself on being really fun fun which he is I love Michael Chandler. There's those type of fighters. But, dude, when you're a top champion, isn't the whole point of the game to take his – Defend your belt. (laughs) Defend your belt and take as less damage as possible in your career so that you can have a further career. What has Izzy done in these last whatever amount of fights, dude? He doesn't get hit. He he, People can call it boring or whatever. But, dude, what he's doing is incredibly hard to do. To not – Restraint. To not get this damage, to not be getting knocked down. Dude, think about – I saw this tweet, and it blew my mind. Dude, look at Izzy's last, like, eight fights. Who took him to the deepest waters? Kelvin Gastelum. Nobody's even come close since then. That's because Kelvin Gastelum isn't afraid to get into the pocket. But, dude, you, you look at it. Paul Acosta, Marvin Vittori, Robert Whitaker. None of them pushed Adesanya as far. And Adesanya, like, took – that Gaslam fight afterwards, he took the lessons from that fight and basically said, okay, like, I'm not going to get in these brawls with these guys. And he's picking them apart from the outside. And I get it. He's essentially like, he's kind of winning on points, dude, but he's winning. If you were the champion, a UFC champion, when, when you want to win. Yeah. Do you care after how it looked? No. Yeah, you won. You got you got a million dollar check. Do you think he cares about how he looked? No. no. And, and think about this with Kelvin uh, Gaslam. If that last round wasn't a ten eight that Izzy had, you could, it would be a toss up with who won that fight. Oh yeah, you yeah. 
But but credit to Izzy for obviously getting that 10-8 in that fifth round. That was phenomenal. And if Kelvin Gaslam didn't go for that takedown and just followed up, he could have been the champ. Could have been the champ. That's the craziest thing, dude. Dude, but like, but I think Kelvin Gaslam's just so game that he's just not afraid. It's the thing, dude. Like, what like Whitaker also like if you're gonna strike with Izzy, dude, you're not gonna beat him. Gotta take risks. You gotta take risks, dude. That's why Kelvin did so well in that fight, dude. He took a shot and then he, you know, he took one to give one. A lot of these guys in the Vittori and the Whitaker fights, in my opinion, they don't want to, they don't want to get in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you agree with me on this, but it seems like, you know, I, 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 after the Marvin Vittori Picasso fight, I think you can agree with me. I, we both earned a lot of respect for Marvin Vittori after that yeah, fight. He's still like a crazy dude, but so much respect for a fighter and, and you would i think you and me both agree he will be fighting izzy again within a couple of years i think you could fight him by the end of the year uh, yeah i think marvin gets one more win he's probably next in line dude like like after that paulo costa fight when he just started like screaming around the octagon i'm like this guy i don't think people realize how good he is yeah he's he can wrestle he, he the dude has a blockhead. Yeah, dude, and, the thing is, it's like Izzy is good at stopping takedowns and he can get back to his feet, but he's not a, he's not an elite wrestler. And Marmatori in the last fight got him down a lot, but didn't do a lot offensively. If you can, that's how Jan Blachowicz won, dude. He he used his weight, obviously, but he he did a lot of great offensive wrestling. It's going to take a it's going to take a wrestler to be it, there's so many similarities between um uh Adesanya and Anderson Silva. I'm not saying he's Anderson Silva. I'm just saying who who uh challenged Adesanya, not Adesanya, Anderson Silva when he was at his peak, dude. Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman, but who before that? Um Kale Sonnen, dude. And and Damian Maya to some extent. Damian Maia, but I'm just saying what did it take for Anderson Silva to be in, in really big trouble? Wrestler. It took, it took a wrestler who kept, was a really good wrestler and undefeated. Undefeated, never lost a round, never lost a fight. You all remember that. Um, it <laughs> took a, a triangle with five seconds left to win the fight. Like, it's going to take a great wrestler to beat Adesanya because on the feet, it's it's going to be real hard. Like, who's the best wrestler in this division right now? It could be Vittori. I was going to say it's probably Vittori. Chris Wyman's ranked 15, but he's not getting back up there. Could, Houston could be a problem. Andre Muniz. Yeah, he's it, snapped it, up. If he strings together a couple of wins, he could be a serious problem for Izzy. Yeah, well, down the line, maybe. Like, serious. Like, I can't. And I think Hermanson could be a problem with him too, for him too. But at the same time, he has to win a few fights. Yeah, Derek Brunson could be a problem, but he just he just works too hard for takedowns. Yeah, he doesn't know when to give up. All right, Breck, let's talk about what's next for Bobby Knuckles, man. Paulo Costa, Vittori, maybe. I think Vittori. I was going to say Paulo Costa is this because they were scheduled to fight originally uh, last summer, right? I think so, yeah. And then uh, Rob got hurt, I believe, something like that. Something like that. But I, I think I think Vittori is the answer. Yeah, it makes sense, one and two. I would like to see Costa, too, because Costa Whitaker is a more striker-friendly fight. You know, like, yeah, was, I'd like to see that. Speaking uh, speaking of Vittori, I wonder when uh, UFC is going to return to ABC. Yeah, I, I don't know. Those are the best. Dude, that Holloway fight was the perfect introduction for that network. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. But anyway, let's talk about judging real quick. Who Whoever scored that fight in favor of Modafferi needs to never judge again. Dude, it's crazy. Um, I understand there's a whole red tape situation where each there's different commissions in every state. So every commission has different rules. Every commission appoints different refs, different judges. So they can't have a unified UFC judge that goes to every fight. There's gotta be different people. It's how it works. 
But dude, if there's some of these bo- you know, these longtime boxing judges that are refing UFC, and even some of these UFC judges who have been refing, uh, judging UFC a lot, it's like, have you been watching the sport for so long? Like, how are you getting it this off? Like, like I honestly feel like somebody like you and me could no, no, what do they, better. Probably not. What they need to do, dude, fighters is take old retired fighters that they have free time. There's probably some out there that could, you know what I mean? Bring back a Forrest Griffin, have him be a Mark Coleman, Mark. Yeah, exactly. Like these guys know, they, they know what they're seeing. Like what's it called? Um, Frank Trigg is a ref. And you, I think he's a pretty good ref. He's, he's a solid ref. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's been in the game. Like, bring back some old fighters that if they're retired or whatever, bring them out of retirement, make them judges. and Get them some money. Yeah, pay them well. They don't do that to their fighters already, but pay them something. And we will see the judging go up. Like, it'll, it'll just go up and up. Yeah, like, and, and I, think, I think Bisping even said something like we, we're saying. Like it, ju- it just makes sense, and you know, I like I like Mike Beltron being a judge from time to time. It makes sense. He knows what he's seeing. Yeah. Like or get judges. Like I'm not, get refs. Like that makes sense. Like Mike Beltron. I you know I could see four rounds to one with Izzy, but like I feel, I just feel like it doesn't make sense because these are boxing judges as well. Yeah, the, like, the, that's the one thing. When it's a boxing judge, it's like you. It's almost like they don't they don't see it the same. Like they don't know what to weigh in terms of how much the takedowns count, how much does ground control time count? It's, it's too complicated for them. If they don't know, they don't know. And like, like I said, I think someone like you, or, I'm, I'm never, I never want to become a ref. I mean, no, 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 no I don't want to become a ref. I don't want to become a judge, but I feel like someone like you and me could honestly do better than most of these judges. It's crazy. It's like, also like whatever city you go to, so we're, they were in Houston. There's probably some UFC fighter that fought out of Houston for 10 years. Have him, you know what I mean? Like, Or some people on the local circuits as well. On the local circuits that are, yeah, exactly. Like, they just need to look into the MMA community. There's people who will judge that will be willing to do it who will do a great job. Yeah, like Sal D'Amato, all those guys, Dan Clearly, they don't cut it. <laughs> no, dude, it's, and it's crazy. I mean – it's going back a week or whatever, but how do you have Jack Hermanson beating Sean Strickland last week? I don't like how, how is it? How is it possible? Are you crazy? Like, I think Strickland got a round. Hermanson. Yeah. Yeah. Hermanson got one round. Yeah, he got one round. If that, if that, and, and, a, and a judge had him winning. I mean, in all honesty, that person should be put before like a, your, uh, a council. The night, the, the night of the fight. Like, dude, what? How did you get this this wrong? Like, I think I was watching a Bisping YouTube video. I don't know if he watches YouTube videos. Occasionally. But he he's, he made a point. He's like, they need to sit this judge down, have him rewatch the fight, and explain why he judged it the way he did. Yeah, and if his answers are cra- like way off, he, he can't be a judge anymore. Like, also, like, this is like, this is like their paychecks. Yeah. It's this isn't something like not too serious. It's not, not like the local circuit where they get paid a hundred bucks. This could be the difference between two hundred thousand and five hundred thousand dollars, depending on what type of fight they're going to get next. For the prelim, imagine a prelim fighter. You're getting paid twenty grand to fight, and then That's, you get double your purse to win. Double your purse to win. What if you lose a close split decision because the judge makes a terrible decision, dude? That twenty extra grand, that prelim fighter needs that money so much. And and back like two year and a half ago. Whoever said Paul Felder beat RDA is insane. Oh, insane. Uh, insane. Like, props to Felder. Don't get me wrong. That dude didn't have to step up by any means. But at the same time, what are you thinking? It's crazy. I mean, there's in, in boxing, there's always going to be times where judges make weird decisions. But it seems like the boxing judges just have it down to a science now. And I mean, also there's a lot of money and BS involved in boxing. <laughs> that's true. But it seems like they, it's like, a, it's, it's an old sport too. 
Yeah, so they've been doing it for a while, so they know what they're seeing. And it essentially, to me, is almost like a growing pain for MMA. Like, the sport is catching on so much. It's awesome. (laughs) Awesome, but it's just like a a pain that we're having these terrible judges' decisions coming in. It's just unfortunate. All right, let's let's talk about some stuff. Um, Jared Cannonier should get the next title fight. I'm all for it. That could be a banger of the fight because Cannonier's game. I'm guessing that would probably be in the fall. June. Uh, Izzy said he wants to fight in June. June. And I'm all for it. It's a quick turnaround for both. Well, that's four months. Yeah. Um, also, um, someone was talking about Strickland, how he could compete against Izzy. I think Strickland would get absolutely pieced up by Izzy. He probably would, but he would continue to walk forward and it would make for great entertainment. Oh, yeah. He would say uh, in the cage that would be great. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, so Columbus has found a new main event, and I'm pleasantly surprised at how good this main event is. So only six weeks out from the event. Yes, it, it is a letdown from the original, though. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I want to see Jan Blahovich fight, but yeah. look, think think about it. Blades and Dacus, you get that six weeks out. Like, that's not bad. No, it's it's a good replacement. It and if if docs can stuff takedowns, this could be a really good fight. <laughs> yeah. Or Blades might just maul him on the ground. But let's take a look at that card. It's a solid card. I mean, you got um, uh, who do you have on the prelims? You you have um, Watterson, Hebus, and um, Magni, and who else on the, uh, who's Magni fight? I can't remember. Magni and uh, I can't remember on the prelims. So this is it's a pretty set card, and we get to see Olin. I get to see Olinic in real life, baby. Yeah, dude, he's, he's got to be retiring pretty soon. I mean, he's fought like a hundred times, dude. It's crazy. I know it's nuts. I mean, I think he's fought over seventy fights. And he and he always like he either like what's it called? What does he have like forty wins by that anaconda choke or whatever? Ezekiel choke. Ezekiel, he's got like 40, like 30 or 40 wins or something, or by that choker. So it's crazy. I think he, I, I, I think he has that many by uh, submission. Let, let's look it up. Alexi Olenek. Or by submission. Alexi Olenek has, geez, 46 wins by submission. Yeah, see, I was right. It's like in the 40s. It's crazy. That's an absurd stat. That just doesn't happen. Eight wins by knockout, five by decision. When you knock somebody out, it's like it's shocking. He he knocked out. Um, who did he knock out? It was kind of crazy. I can't remember, but he 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 uh subbed Mark Hunt, Junior Albini, Travis Brown, and he also fought um Chael Sonnen. He lost to Chael Sonnen. Chell's never lost. So. He's never lost. But I, I got to admit, this this next card coming up is okay. I was just going to ask you, I don't think it's just okay. I think it's a little bit worse than okay. I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's going to not have great viewership, this card, let's just say. Like, I think for hardcore fans, like Picket Dawkins could be good. Yeah, so could Buckley. Um, Ooh, oh, dude, this – oh, Judo Thunder. Oh, dude, that's a banger. Someone's going out. Um, Mata versus Jim Miller. Interesting. Parker Porter versus Alan Badeau. What a... Oh, God. This is bad. It's not a great... It's it's really not a great card. Why, how is Johnny Walker still getting headline fights? I don't know. He's got John Kavanaugh as his coach now, which is very not great for him. He needs to go to ATT or something. But... Next week's card. Two weeks from now? Yeah. Um, Benil Dariush and Makachev, man. It's a better card. But, like, like the, the card isn't that great. The main event's awesome. Yeah. I mean, where's this the sense? I mean, dude, you could make a good argument that the next three to four cards aren't great. Even your, even the Dawkins Blades card is, it's good. It's okay. 
Um, Doctor Blades is a solid card, man. Covington Masvidal, not a great pay per view outside the main event, and Barbosa versus Bryce Mitchell, and, and um, uh, Fazeev and um, RDA got moved to that card. Okay, so that makes it a little bit better. And then you have Kevin Holland on there too. Um, what's the next pay per view after that? You have the Goat Jessica I on there too. Two seventy three is the next. Banger. Wow, wow card like that is that's the one I'm circling on the calendar. That's like. That is the card of cards for, for this coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I think Blades versus Dacus, the London the London card's really good. Yeah. Blades it'll be, Dacus. It'll, it'll be fun to see a London crowd, too. Blades Dacus should be good. Like, I mean, you got Volkov Aspinall, Patty Pimblett, Alan Hooker. Yeah. Abdurahimov Pavlovich, um, Paul Craig and Krylov, Gunnar Nelson's coming back. Gunnar Nelson. It's what a name, dude. Jai Herbert, like this is Makayev, that new guy that everybody's hyped up about. Mm-hmm. Like Jack Shore, Corey McKenna. Like, dude, this is a really good card. Dude, and the crowd's going to be nuts. Yeah, the crowd will be great. Then the Columbus card, which I will be there if you want to come meet me. Just, t- just DM me on Twitter. Tony, 273 is like. That's. It's so stacked. Dude, dude here's what they should. Here's what they should do. They should give Korean Zombie his fight money and win money and let Holloway step back in. I would, I would love that. That'd be great. Uh, it'll be so unfair to create zombie. Well, well then I just guarantee zombie the next shot. Now, yeah, why not? That's not a bad deal. Get get. Bad, you know, let's say get you know four hundred k for free. <laughs> not do anything. Yeah. yeah. But Cater said he's gonna uh, be a backup as well. Interesting, dude. We didn't talk. Did you, that little like? Did you see that little? Modelo skit that Calvin Cater did. That was bizarre. It was so bizarre. Like he stole uh, a beer from a dude and then he stole his girl and then he's drinking in front of the cat. Dude, it made no sense. It was like whoever planned that, why? He needs to be fired immediately. Oh, Ian Gary's on that 73 card too. Yeah, dude. Dude, Tisha Torres versus uh Dern. Dern is a crazy good fight too. Jordan's accent is 100% authentic. <laughs> All right, Breck, we've been recording a while. It's been a good episode. Do you have any final thoughts? No. Um, just be prepared for mediocre cards. Yeah. I, I, look, the main events uh, are great. For the, main, main, for the most like, part, they're good. Dari, I mean, next week's card is, is a shed cooler. You would agree. We would like to see Jamal Hill just knock out. Please. Please. I think Jamal Hill could do it. I think Jamal Hill's a problem in this division. Didn't he knock out Jimmy Crute? Yeah. God. And I think Jimmy Crute's a problem in the division. Yeah. So. Dude, give give light heavyweight three years, and it's going to be nuts. It'll be a great – it'll be great. Once the old guys get out, once the old guys – Once our boy Yuri Prohaska reigns over the division. It's going to be a reign of terror, bro. Oh, that's what I that's something else I wanted to bring up. Usman said he wanted to move up two divisions and fight. Um, good luck. Dude, can you imagine if he just Usman, ran into a freight train like Yuri Prohaska? Usman versus Yuri Prohaska would be a great fight in terms of selling. It would like people would be so interested in it. But when he goes to the woods of the Czech Republic, I mean You don't want you don't want that smoke, dude. I'm telling you, Yuri Prohoshka is gonna hold the belt in this division for like five years. I don't think and he's the, I don't think he's gonna lose for like five years, dude. And this is what's gonna happen. When he loses it, he's gonna go out like a light. Maybe. Because of how he fights. He, dude, he's essentially the light heavyweight, Tony Ferguson. But but not nearly good as grappling, but he's over at fight ready. So who knows? Who knows, dude? Maybe dude, he's, he's probably rolling with John Jones. Maybe he's getting better, dude. Maybe this is the, the beginning of Prohoshka. He's not even in his final form yet, dude. That's how scary this dude is. Dude, when you look at his stats, he he has finished knocked out. Not even TK, not like knocked out opponents cold, like 96% of his fights. Let's take a look. It's absurd. I, I'm taking a look at his record right now. Dude, it's almost all KO, 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 KO. Dude, he is the scariest dude. And, and, and he has a TKO submission to punches. Like, and his Muay Thai is nuts. But, dude, I mean, before, look, he got, I think he got an offer like four or five years ago to come to the UFC. But he said no. 
which I think that was a good decision because he lost to Muhammad Lawal. Mm-hmm. And then, but look at he, before he came to UFC, CB Dalloway, Fabio Maldonado, Mo Lawal. Um, he beat um, Vadim Nemkov. Yeah. Like, dude, his pre UFC fights are insane. Craziness. And then he goes in, I think Uzdemir was ranked sixth, and he just knocks him out cold. Uh, destroys Reyes, who. He's still in the shadow realm. A couple fights before took John Jones to the fifth round. Like. No great. one's the same after fighting John Jones. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Dude, but. Dude, Yuri's just so scary. Like, the dude just, uh, like, I remember watching that Reyes fight, and, like, those those front kicks. Yeah. Like, those teep kicks. I'm like, th- that, do you really want to fight this guy? Like, that would suck. He's just moving forward the whole time, and he's just destroying you. Yeah, it's it's not good for the other, other fighters. And the spin that that spinning elbow, I'll never. Uh, you and I are live reacting to that on the channel. By the way, go check that out. Yeah, it's our most viewed uh, reaction. Dude, dude, there's like thirty five hundred views on that. I'm pretty pleased about it. Pretty, yeah, why not? And just like like I remember you going, "Oh my gosh!" And then I go, "Oh my gosh!" And you we were like trembling and just laughing because this like that's like. And you know how everybody's like, oh my gosh, after a knockout, like, yeah, it was silent. Because we thought Reyes, like, he looked like he perished for a second. Because like, he could have perished with the way he landed on his head. That's what I'm saying. The way he landed, I thought, like, um, he might, like, he might be, like, dying. They might, they need to get him into an ambulance right away. Like, dude, I, I don't know, man. It's, and, and I think you, you agree with me on this. When he came out the lake and like, that's what I'm like. There's no way Rice is winning. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, he has the power of like some deity on his side, dude. Can't tell me I'm wrong. Dude, I hope they. Can you imagine? Like everybody loves Yuri in the Czech Republic. They could go to a soccer stadium for him headlining. Yeah. Man, dude, light heavyweight is gonna be so much fun in three years. It is. All right, man. I think that'll, that, that'll wrap it up for us. What? Do you, any final thoughts? No. Good. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Throwing hands. We shall see you soon. Peace.